from Relay FM. This is the Pen Addict, episode 464, and today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet, Squarespace, and ExpressVPN. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. Mike Hurley. Mike Hurley. How are you today? What is it's that? It's happy oh. to see you or hear you. We're going to have fun today. Hey. Is this the new theme song for, for the Pen Well, just for your introduction mm. of the Pen Addict? Mm, no one would want that. Have you actually. been planning this and writing it out, or was that completely improvised? I haven't. It was moderately improvised. All right. I just, moderate. like, I was like, I should sing a tune this mm-hmm. morning. Um, As, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm happy to be here, Mike. We're always happy to have you. And I'm wondering, how are you today? And so I just figured we'd, we'd make a little song out of it. Pretty good. I mean, a like, bit of a calm before the t- storm type time Truth. right now. I mean, Should we have a scheduling update? Schedule update? Mm-hmm. What do you got going on? So WWDC is next week. Apple's big conference. Don't really know exactly what to expect. Don't know how, uh, how much stuff I'm going to have to deal with. Last year was a bit of a disaster, but it was mostly of my own doing. I'm expecting things are going to be easier for me this year than last year. One of the ways that we're doing that is I'm not going to be on the next episode. Brad's going to be bringing on a guest. Um, and we'll, So there will be an episode next week, uh, but it won't include me. Mm. So best episode of the year coming next week is what you're saying. Yep. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to it. I won't spoil the guest, even though I've already, already spoiled it. You know, you never know with uh, technical delays and difficulties mm-hmm. how it will uh, will play out. But let's just say I will be recording next week's episode tomorrow. So we should have uh, plenty of time to, to get it in, get it done. You'll probably so, hear me on the ads, though. So if people really, you know, really <laughs> miss me, I'm going to record the ads. So That's true. That since, since I yeah, the the guess isn't a secret, but you never you know you never know how it goes with the recording. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, since we are recording it so early. We don't have all the the ads ready, so that's the that's the behind the scenes that you need to need to know about next week's episode. So Mike will Mike will be here, mm-hmm. um, you know he'll he'll be here for the money. I'll be here for the content. It's pretty much how it usually goes. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of how it works. Speaking of money, Mike, oh, I am using dear. the literal most expensive pen I own today. Big money, Brad. We're, we're going to talk about what we're using today, Big and money. I find this I find this funny, Mike. So okay. I'm using my. We're going to do a little catch-up. A couple of commentaries I have about what I'm using. One, the things I'm using for my personal use is that circle keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Like these these things that I'm using for me, right? Like I have to separate me as a stationary user from me, pen addict, and like Mm -hmm. reviews and, you know, know, product – you know, information and those type of things. There's there's two kind of buckets there. So this Namiki Yukari Milky Way that is easily my most ex- the most expensive I own, probably by double, is just one of my favorite pens. I think it might be the the true number one favorite. And I love this pen. I love using this pen. I don't care that it was expensive because that doesn't keep me from using it. Right. That's the key. I use use these things. So it's uh, I always find it funny because when I use it, I don't think about how much it costs, right? If I, I'm sitting here 
writing with it. I don't ever think about it. But if I have to talk about it, I'm like, oh my God, I'm about to say I'm using this crazy dollar amount pen. <laughs> and it makes me feel weird, but like I, I never feel weird using it because that's what it's made for. It's a pen. It's made to write. And it's kind of perfect for me. I think it's my favorite pen. It is always inked up with Pilot Oroshizuku Sukio. Like that's the only ink that's ever been in this pen. It's the perfect match. It's, it's called Moonlight Blue. And it's just, uh, it's mm. the ink for this pen. So that's that's the ticket. Is there any specific reason that you would ever decide to use this pen? Like, because it is so extra? No, I use it for everything. Like, right. I, like, I don't, like, okay, I probably wouldn't take it to the baseball field. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, but I mean, I take other I take other expensive fountain pens to the baseball field when I'm going to like yeah, I spend a lot of time, you know, at outside in the dirt, in the windy dirt, and mm-hmm. things get dirty. I don't really have a need to take this one there, right? Like, like I could choose not to do that, but I'll take it anywhere, everywhere. Let other people use it. Like that, those things don't phase me. It's it's made to be used. Sure, but this one is a little bit uh, in an upper echelon. Um, that's fair, but it is a fine line between, like, I never obsess about, like, how I carry or use a pen, except in, like, just very extreme situations, like, Mm -hmm. being out at a ball field for 10 hours, you know, outside, hot, sweaty, dirty, I'm probably not going to carry that, but that's it, like, otherwise, I wouldn't, I don't even think consider yeah it like we we just go we go to town we use the pens that's why when i talk about all these limited editions and how like i feel like i'm getting priced out well it's like i i have all these nice things already like i don't need more pens to not use right so i'm using the things that i have and um yeah and thoroughly enjoying them right like Mm -hmm. i really really enjoy what i have right now and i feel like that's a good place to be um Secondarily to that, I also have to talk about these things, right? And we talk about like the limited edition pins we talked about last week. Like we still got to talk about these things, and like cross pollinating that context is always a weird situation for me. So, anyway, um, that's the pin I'm using. So I generally have kind of a pin of the week, and that's what I use for my planner. And I'm of course using the William Hanna planner. Um, this week and what I do for podcast days. So I, I did a little bit of my planning yesterday on Tuesday because it was a holiday here in the U S on Monday. So I did some stream planning and I've talked about this setup for ages, how I like the seven days a week on the left page and the blank page on the right. The good thing about the William Hanna planner is that it's a disc bound system and the way my podcast audio and microphone is set up it's on the left side of my laptop so i can write on the right side but having a planner with open pages that the writing side of the page that's blank that i need to use is on the right side of the planner so the left sides would be like you know kind of convoluted on my laptop and leaning funny and looking weird and not real functional but guess what mike the william Hanna planner is disc bound. So I just remove the right sheet and it is literally sitting right next to my laptop. So you just using... pop the sheet out, you'll write in it and then put the sheet back where it's supposed to go in the planner, right? 
Correct. So the planner's over off to the left, like sitting on my amp <laughs> for recording purposes. But on the right side of my laptop is a single sheet of paper that I have removed, but it will go back into the planner once we're done. Very cool. So that's why I love this thing. It's just kind of functional. And then on top of that, I can have a separate section where I hole punch paper like the Mormon Crokey sketch pad, but... 60 GSM A5 pad that I love so much, which is back in stock. That's everyone's notification. Um, if you were interested in that exquisite paper that I thoroughly enjoy, that's the specific one you need to buy. It's back in stock. Um, so yeah, those two papers. And then any other pens that I've used for like my personal use pens, you know, like my day-to-day, you know, want to write notes on my desk stuff. And then... A couple of review pens, just so I kind of keep all these things together. I I am using the Brass Town currently, the Notco Wax Canvas Brass Town, the black and aqua one. Um, that has been my go-to case. So like all these things, like the William Hanna Plana, the Brass Town, are in constant use. It's just maybe the contents and how those things are being used uh, change up, like what pens right. are in the Brass Town. But this group of pens I have right now, it's it's just a few. A couple are like, I fall on the personal side of the ledger. A couple fall on the testing review side of the ledger. And um, it's just good to have all those things in a singular case that I can move from room to room as I need it. So, like, that's what I'm using today. But that's kind of what I'm using every day. Like, this is not a special occasion. As, as nice it is to talk to you for 464 weeks in a row... It's not a special occasion in how I use things. Like, this is literally how I do it pretty much every day. Like, that's the move. So, I am I am thrilled with the products I own right now. Um, that didn't keep me from buying things, though, which we'll talk about later in the hey. show. <laughs> a thing happened, Mike. A thing happened that I wanted to talk yeah, about. Yeah, no, I'm, I was... Thoroughly intrigued looking at the show notes for today's episode. <laughs> yeah, you were unaware of what's mm-hmm. coming up later. Um, I am unaware of what you're current, currently using. Uh, what, what do you have going on? So I just took a note down on my panel book, which I always have mm. here below my keyboard where I make my notes for, for editing. Uh, I took that note today with a uh, with my Urushi Lamy Safari that Jonathan Brooks made for us, yeah. customized for us. That currently has uh, Lamy Petrol in it, which is actually an ink that I enjoy. It's my only blue-black, and yeah. I do I do enjoy it. And, and I enjoy this ink enough that I might want to explore other blue-blacks in the future. Um, but I, I feel like it was a good it was a good pairing because you know we like Lamy Petrol. And the color of Petrol reminded me of the colors that we use for the Relay FM logo, which is why I bought it. It was also why I bought the Safari. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I put petrol in this in this pen. This it's the pairing that I've had for a while. Um, that pen is sitting in and has been sitting in while we're recording my uh, Penwell Craftsman edition. Oh yeah, which I absolutely adore. It's um, great. Mine's, that, I'm staring at mine as you speak. Yeah, that this was sent to me as part of a sponsorship that Good May Better did with us. But this is something that I definitely would have bought myself because I liked the Penwells before. Like I thought they were really nice. But this one, the Craftsman Edition, the the, the kind of aesthetic of it really meets my own personal aesthetic. And what I like about this one, even more compared to the other one, is it doesn't need to be stuck to the desk because it's got mm-hmm. a large brass weight on the bottom. So 
I can move it around. It's concrete and brass. So it, just the weight of itself now kind of keeps it to the desk. So and so I really like it for that. Uh, I obviously, like every day, use my subtle notebook and theme system journal. Of course, mm-hmm. I make them. So I love them. Cortexmerch.com. Uh, I have my pens at the moment in my wax canvas Sinclair. My not nice. wax canvas Sinclair. And my other pen that I was using today was the uh, Canalea Kona Snow. Ooh. And I paired this with the Pannonia Devilish Red. Oh, that's a nice match. Yeah, because I was like thinking... It's red, like, red? Oh, well, yeah, that's red, red. Yeah, it's like red, red. Because I was thinking like the Kona Snow is about the Kona coffee plant, which is red, right? The, yes, And my so pen. I thought that there was an interesting mixture between Kona Snow with, with red. Uh, so, yeah. I can't say the uh, actual name of this thing. <laughs> it's like Ordogi Vurus or something like that I'm going to go with. But it mm-hmm. is translated in English to devilish red. Love it. Uh, that is a bright yeah. red. You should, I, it's bright. It's honestly, I for all that you think reds are like a simple basic color, It's reds is a very challenging well, fountain I, pen I, color. I, this looks you, like a knockout. So I have three of the Pannonia inks now. And mm-hmm. they all swatch so much brighter than use. Oh, interesting. So the, I have the pink one that you have. Yep, cotton uh, candy. Was it Vata Kukor? Yes. And I also have a green one, but I don't remember the name of that one off the top of my head. And I found of all three of them that in use, the color is more faded or washed out a little bit. Interesting. Than, than the swatching. So very interesting you know like the 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 cotton candy one it is not as bright say as like california and Genopole. and I'm, oh yeah like know, i don't even think those are com- no, comparable no but like i don't know i just thought i i thought that they would end up looking brighter than they do i like the colors but it's really it's just proving the same thing for me that there always is which is swatching isn't really that helpful, I think. I I yeah. find like you get a difference in color a lot of the time, and especially if there's any effect to the ink, it's significantly magnified in swatching. I feel like this is actually similar to uh, sound tests for keyboards. You've got to use it as like a comparison between other products as opposed to what is it actually going to be like you know like you can because every keyboard itself has a different sound and that changes mm-hmm. depending on the switches you put in the environment that you're in uh the keycaps you like it, it's so variable um and i find similarly for swatching like what are you putting it on how much do you use it's a variable so that mm. it's kind of useful as a baseline to compare ink to ink but i don't think you're going to get... You can't say, like, oh, if it looks like this on a swatch, it's going to look like this coming out of the pen. I, I don't find that to be the case myself. That's correct. And that's one thing that especially newer fountain pen users need to to think about when they're purchasing inks, that the, the swab, there's so many variables in there, or, or the swatch, how it's done. You know, is it done with uh, cotton? Is it done with a brush? Is it done with a folded nib? Is it done with a glass dip mm-hmm. nib? And all of those things change the properties of the ink. So what you're using a swatch for is kind of get a general information of 
the ink and its properties and especially like when you see how much how wet like how much ink you put on the sample you know you might get more sheen or more shading or things like that but the real test is always going to be a nib test a a traditional fountain pen nib test and Mm -hmm. that's always more difficult because it's a lot easier to clean all those other things than um than you know swapping out fountain pen inks all the time even dipping them you know you gotta have extra cleaning in the feed so that's always the true test is is from a nib but um the samples like give you a good idea of what to expect but the real test is from the nib yep especially because as well then like different nibs produce different like yeah you know so like yeah so like a stub nib is really going to spread the ink thin right Mm -hmm. it's basically just you know like an edge like dragging the ink where if you have a medium nib with a rounded tip on there that's liable to let the ink pool slightly more so you get might get different features from one than you do the other, like more sheen from medium nib and more shading from a stub nib. So yeah, whole whole lot of things to think about when you're looking at inks and nibs and samples and accurate color. So yeah, it's fun. That's why we do this. This episode of The Pen Addict is brought to you by Pen Chalet. They sell all of the products that you're looking for from all of your favorite brands. They are an authorized dealer of brands such as Lamy, Pilot, Sailor Caveco, Namiki, Monteverde, and many, 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 many more. They're adding new stuff all the time, new products from new companies. Every couple of weeks, you're going to go and find new stuff on Pen Chalet, and they're going to give you the best prices that they can, as well as sales. Every couple of weeks, you're going to find different sales over at Pen Chalet. They sell rollerballs, ballpoints, mechanical pencils, fountain pens, and so much more. All of the inks that you're looking for, carrying cases, maybe you're looking for a fountain pen converter, little little things that you need to up your pen game, you know, your essentials, that kind of stuff. You can find it all over at Pen Chalet. And they do great shipping. So they'll ship internationally. They have great shipping rates. I've always found the speed to be really good too. Um, but if you're in the US, they'll do free shipping on orders of over $50, which is fantastic. Pen Chalet has low price on high quality pens and they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee so if you head on over to penchalet.com and click the podcast link at the top of the website you want to enter the password pen addict because not only will you get a code that you need to save 10% on anything at any time at penchalet you'll also be able to get access to some special offers for pen addict listeners what you got brad I have gone shopping at Pen Chalet, Mike, mm-hmm. and actually two of the things that I purchased are from this list, and they are currently active on this list. One being the Mayora Impronte Oversize. It's a pen that has been on my radar for a while that's kind of a unique shape that I was curious about to see how it would work, and I think it would make for a good review pen, so I bought one of those. It's at a really, really good price. Um, I bought like the, the bright blue kind mm-hmm. of flecked one. Um, so I'm anxious to try that. I purchased that. Then I also purchased the Cross ATX fountain pen. Pro tip. So this is the pen we've talked about a bunch of times, and it's one I'm very, very anxious to view, and it looks awesome. But pro tip with Cross, which I did not realize, it does not ship with a converter, Mike. You have to buy a converter. Ooh. And Cross converters are proprietary. So oh, Cross, come bad job on. there. That's bad in two ways yeah so they send these little they send these little dinky cartridges with it um and i open it up and i was like there is no converter here and it's like super nice packaging super nice pen and like the original retail price of it's a 100 bucks 
that should come with a converter. I'm At sorry, least it, it does come with the cartridges, though. And I know that's not ideal, but it no. would suck if it arrived and you couldn't use it at all. But you want to be able yeah. to use it with the ink that you choose. But I'm very happy with the pen itself. Now I just need to get a converter because I'm not sticking one of those just basic black cartridges in there. Yeah. Um, last thing, there's a secret in here, Mike. And this is something that Ron does from time to time. Mm-hmm. Platinum 3776 Celluloid. Look at that price, Brad. In the list, like these are not pens for me, right? Like I don't need these pens, but people love these pens. Um, I think um, Adina might have one of the, like the Cherry Koi, what I forget, Secura, I forget which one they call it. This is in that same type of series, not that color. These are a couple different colors. I don't know the color names. Um, Interesting, interesting to see those pop up in the list. So there you go. Good stuff as always from Penchelet. P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T dot com. Click the podcast link at the top of the website and use the password PenAddict. Our thanks to Pen Chalet for their continued support of this show and Relay FM. So, Mike, you were missing something in the list of what you're currently using. And, right. and I'm, a, I'm a little bit shocked that you don't have edible notepads in, in the list of what you're using. What is wrong with you? Why don't you okay. have like edible notepads you know, for Brad, you know, your daily all, use. We've all had an interesting time over the pandemic and <laughs> I've been snacking a little too much and you mm-hmm. know, you gotta cut mm-hmm. gotta cut some of that down. So mm-hmm. decided to get rid of the edible notepads. Okay, okay. Well I'm all about some edible notepads and these these have made the rounds in the uh, the stationary pinternet over the past couple of days. Uh, one of my favorite blogs, a lot of people's favorite blogs of uh, Japanese culture is called Spoon and Tamago. There is was a link that popped up there yesterday, I think. Japanese stationary company develops edible notepads to quiet hunger growls. Is, is, is that really the marketing we're going to go with here? <laughs> there are some things I just don't understand. Yeah, the idea, Mike, is you're in a meeting, mm-hmm. okay, and... You know, you're it's uh, someone scheduled one of those terrible like 12 noon meetings without mm-hmm. considering everyone else's hunger. Right. And it's lunchtime and some people haven't eaten. So you might bring your notepad in there to be, you know, a, a good employee and take notes during the the meeting. And then all of a sudden, Mike, it's 1205 and your stomach's growling. You can just reach to the notepad, tear off a sheet, ball it up and scarf it down. What and that is, will. What is this solving? That it's solving hunger, hunger no, pains. You don't want to be gonna, embarrassed. No, if you're gonna eat the notepad, bring a sandwich into the room because <laughs> if people watch you eating the notepad, not only are you eating anyway, you look <laughs> bananas sitting there eating paper. What are you a goat? <laughs> it's see, that's the thing, Mike. It's not paper. It's made from starch powder, olive oil, and water. I mean, I think you should just go. Yeah, like that is the move. Are you for supposed lunch to write on these things? Because, like, what well, isn't my it toxic big to eat the ink? <laughs> That's my big question. So they actually have a note about that because I was like, okay, this is as dumb as this is. Like, what if you write on there, and they say you can write on them using an uh, edible ink pen, water, citric acid, and coloring. So there's actually a pen in this image called food pen, which just sounds terrible. Um, everything about this is terrible <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> in the best way possible in like the, I should probably get these, um, things. And like, I just feel if you do this, you got, you have to sell it with the pen though. Right. 
Like, there's no point in. It doesn't just come with them. a pen. Mm-mm, it doesn't come with a pen. Oh, this is um, silly. But you can get four flavors though: vanilla, strawberry, orange, and curry. Like, what would be your choice? I think curry. Probably, Whoa, right? that came out of nowhere. Mm. That's an interesting curry's an interesting <laughs> addition on that list, you know. And I know that like people like curry, and I know that curry is very popular in Japan. Oh, it does come with the pen. It does come with the pen. So it you're does safe. come with the pen. Okay, great. Uh, but I find it intriguing to have uh, three kind of sweet flavors and then curry. But hey, you mm. know. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think you kind of blow your cover though if you have to use a pen that says "food pen" on it in your meeting. I think that's going to draw. Yeah eyeballs as opposed to i think your cover's mostly blown by eating the paper (laughs) okay okay that's the worst (laughs) part okay so um i think you should add these to your writing rotation Uh, we should all have these like i I don't know what the problem is here yeah okay we should all have um i don't know if everyone should have the next thing but my good friend jacob at food a fan at tokyo uh inklings podcast Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of months ago, I think he posted an Instagram post. I'd have to go look and see the date. And he's like, "Hey, got this pen." Yeah, February twenty sixth. It's like, "Hey, got this pen." It's from this Taiwanese pen maker named Mister Cypress. And look at it; it's G ten. And y'all know I have this G ten orange pen that I've talked about for years. Is Can one you of my remind listeners what go to pens is. So it is a fiber stacked fiber and glue stacked material it's made for toughness and durability right it's is popularly known as the knife handle material right it's a kind of i don't indestructible is probably too far of a, a cell too too big of a selling point but it is that type of material right it's not it doesn't have anything to do with the steel or the blade on a knife, but it's the handle of the knife um, for a lot of knife makers because of its durability. The challenge with it for pin making is that it it's very tough on pin machinery, right? So it's a you can imagine that type of hard material just tearing up these delicate machines that are you know turning you know acrylics or you know metal in some some situations. Mm-hmm. Like this is even tougher on them so it's got a tactile feel like you can see the fibers the fiberglass in it um usually in the pens that i have you can see that fiberglass it's it's something that i like but it's not for everybody so he sent this he showed this picture and i've never seen a g10 material that kind of had a swirl in it right this is colored so it's black and blue and i'm just like you're telling me this is G10 and it's swirly like this. Like this is like the ultimate Brad pens. Like I'm going to need this. So it's always been on my radar. I've been following Mr. Cypress. That was a new manufacturer to me. And I found recently that they now have a website. I don't know if they had it before. I don't know how long if Mr. Cypress was just, it almost seems like they just had a, a um, Instagram feed for a while then have website but i'm not really sure on the origin of it so anyway i got a bug mike and went and found their site so we'll have the link in the show notes and they have all kinds of wild and wonderful materials that they use in the manufacturing of these pens and it's a taiwanese brand and they have an english site so i was like oh well let me go look at the g10s 
And I was actually going to look at the Micartas as well, but, you know, the G10 was at the top of my list, the one like Jacob had. So I found it and, you know, translated it into English and was looking at the pen. And the model I wanted in the color I wanted and the style I wanted with a steel nib was about, it's a little over $200. I was like, wow, that's a pretty good price. It seems pretty like good. I, for, yeah, for like I am. person ship that surely has to go into that. Yeah, just the material yeah. and the machining on that is a large expense. Yeah. So I was like, that's completely fair. Let me try this. So I ordered one. Um, while I was there, <laughs> you know, they do a good job of teasing all the, they like, if you can imagine a pen, it might be on this site. <laughs> and I don't know their full, like, manufacturing situation, like how, you know, who's making these or like, is this all in-house? Like, it's a looks like a pretty large variety of pens, and this mm-hmm. would be a lot for, like, a small company to make. But anyway. And I just wanted to say um, mm-hmm. it's Mr. Cypress, C-Y-P-R-E-S-S, not Cypress like the country. Right. Just for in case people are trying to find it, whatever. Obviously, mm-hmm. we'll have links mm-hmm. in the show notes, but, you know. Yeah. So I was just bouncing around. I was like, well, if that G10 is a good price, let me look at the Micarta. The Micarta was a good price, too, but I didn't like any of the patterns. And then I found some Ebonite that was about half of the... It was like low hundreds. I was like, fine. <laughs> fine. Fine. I'm ordering this if you're going to make me. Right. I'm ordering this pen, and I'm paying, you know, overseas shipping, right? Like... You know, anything cross-country shipping these days is going to cost you 40, 50 bucks no matter what. Well, that's gonna, my shipping's not going to change if I throw in another pen, right? So let's uh, let's make that happen. So I have two pens coming. So okay. we'll talk about these later. But what I wanted to talk about is just kind of give an idea of the way this site is set up for anyone who's interested in doing this. I've never had this experience before. And I don't know if this is because it's a newer site or a newer type of retailer, mm-hmm. but the way they have things set up is like, I just had to buy the G10 in the shape and color that I wanted. Okay. So I bought the, the, the shape I bought is like, it's called the cone shape. It's right. It's just a, it's, you know, kind of tape tapered cylinder pointy ends, you know, just like, you know, the Nakaya points or, mm-hmm. You know the just the Ben Walsh you know pen that I'm I'm using the entry. It's a very basic design, and then you have to email them and say I want this nib in this size. Hmm. And, and then with the Ebonite, I couldn't even pick out the color when I ordered it. Hmm. So I said, okay, the the ordering page for the Ebonite showed five different pens. Well, you can't go in and choose purple, green, blue, whatever. You order the pen. Then I emailed that same email. I said, I want the purple color all the way on the right of the picture. <laughs> So it's not the most straightforward ordering. Maybe that's going to change in the future, but I do think these are maybe kind of smaller batch. And, you know, I noticed like the Ebonite one, when I went back to get the link for the show notes, it was listed as sold out, right? Like, and I think they only have like one or two of these different things in inventory. So it was a strange process and I'll talk about it more once they arrive, but I will say like the extra steps I had to take, they were super responsive they're like, okay, good. We got this. Can you confirm this is what you're saying? And it's like, yes, you know, I confirm these this information. They're like, okay, we'll be shipping it soon. So it was these weird little extra steps that I haven't had to take, but I think that's just kind of the cost of doing business kind of cross-country and around the world, right? Sometimes, you know, we like we expect, like I expected to go in and say, this pen, this color, 
this nib type, this nib size, place order, pin shows up, right? Well, and this one yeah. took a few extra steps. Like I mean, we've especially done these things if before. There is a website. Yes. You know what I mean? Like some I'm I'm more used to giving this kind of information if I'm like buying something via Instagram messages, you know? And yes. then they're just gonna send me a PayPal receipt or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which I think is kind of the origination of how this site <laughs> it's it what it seems feels like, like to me. That's the case because yeah. what I don't know that, that like, Yeah, they have like the very basics of an online ordering system mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then you still have to communicate with them. I it's intriguing to me that they've gone as far as creating the website that they've made, but yet you can't just select these, mm-hmm. especially when it's it's preset options. Like it's not like you know they're like, oh, tell us what two colors you like and mm-hmm. how do you want it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, there's not really a conversation. Is what I'm getting. It's kind of just yeah. like which options do you want? And so that's like a funny thing to not then just mm-hmm. have a website that lets you pick them. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I really have no point in this. I don't dislike mm-hmm. that, but you should go into, like, if you're doing, like, these weird things like I am and, and shopping from these stores all over the world, like, you're expect like, set your expectations to, like, not, not get frustrated and just, like, go with the flow. And, like, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting these pens and yeah. I had a nice experience with them, but it's different. It was a different process and I, I wasn't used to it, so I thought it was worth uh, so at least talking about for a second. Weird and wonderful things on this website. The I like I couldn't go through them all. That's how yeah. much stuff is on there. But I knew exactly what I was going for with the G10, and then I browsed around a little bit and picked up something else. Was how they got me. I'm intrigued to see what you think about these. I am too. I am too. So we'll see if the build quality is good. If it feels good, you know, I've got a Yovo nib coming in one. I got a Bach nib and coming in another. So like you know, good stuff you're you're huh. used to getting and. Things like that. So I just kind of mixed it up and and tried to figure it out. So we'll uh, we'll do a, a full recap when I when I get the pens in and uh, see what I think. Mr. Cypress. Mr. Cypress. All right. This episode is brought to you in part by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform to build your online presence and run your business. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, Squarespace have got you covered. They combine cutting-edge design and world-class engineering, making it easier than ever to establish your home online and make your ideas a reality. Squarespace has everything that you need to create a beautiful and modern website. You start with a professionally designed template and you use drag-and-drop tools to make it your own. You can customize the look and feel of your Squarespace site, the settings of it, the products that you have on sale, and so much more with just a few clicks. It really is that simple. And all Squarespace websites are automatically optimized for all sizes of screens. So from desktop to tablet to mobile, your content's going to automatically adjust to look great on every device. With Squarespace, you'll also get free unlimited hosting, top-of-the-line security, and dependable resources to help you succeed. There's nothing to patch or install or upgrade. They have 24-7 customer support, which is award-winning. They will let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name if you need it, and also help you with SEO, email marketing, and so much more to help you get your ideas out there and realize your, your project. You can use your Squarespace website for so many different things. Whether you want to turn your next big idea into a business and you need a website, whether you want to showcase your work with portfolio designs, publish a blog post, promote your business, announce an upcoming event, or anything else 
and in between. Squarespace has the options and tools that you're going to need. And I have used Squarespace for pretty much every single one of these things at this point. I've been a happy, happy customer for over 10 years. Head to squarespace.com slash penaddict for a free trial today with no credit card required. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code penaddict and you'll get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash penaddict. And when you decide to sign up, use that offer code. It's penaddict and you'll get 10% of your first purchase. Uh, thanks to Squarespace for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. All right, Mike, I wanted to dig into our popular paper topic a little bit more. It's not going away, and nor do I want it to go away because I like talking about these things. Paper is one of those things where I think we even have more options popping up yeah. than we see pens, right? Because it's a, it's a little... You know, it's a little, you know, instead of buying a $200 pen, you can buy a $20 notebook and, mm-hmm. and kind of get your stationary fix that way. So the topic came up and I think I kind of took and tweet asked TPA question that I didn't really know the answer to and took it to uh, the Twitch stream and f- try to figure out the answer to the question. And the question is generally, what are my notebook options for a large notebook, 365 plus pages, that's not Tomoe River, right? But is actually good for fountain pens mm-hmm. or all types of pens, right? Because Tomoe River paper really has cornered the market on the large paper count, large page count, I should say, notebook, right? The, the, the Those big 400 page notebooks that appear to be about the size of a standard 200-page notebook. So what other options are out there? The only one that I had come to mind, and you know, the chat also mentioned and is very good, uh, as well as the Stayology, which we've talked about before and I've shared before. And they actually have a product called the 365 Days Notebook. And it's not designed to be a planner, but you can make it one. They have this subtle top header, right, where you can pick the day and the date, right, and kind of circle the day and the date and use it as, like, a planner. But it's that's also hidden away. If you never want to use that, I think you wouldn't even notice that stuff hardly Uh at the top. It's so small. So it's also a thin paper. So you get those 365 pages in a reasonably sized notebook, right? It's maybe like a little bit bigger than you'd think. Everyone thinks of like the traditional A5 Leuchtturm size, like Mm -hmm. 198 pages. That's like this classic size that somehow just kind of hits the sweet spot for everyone. And this notebook, even not quite twice the number of pages, it's nowhere near twice as thick as like what you'd consider just like a traditional A5 notebook. So that was the thing where we're trying to figure out. It's like, what other paper options are there for this? And there were two new ones that came up to me that I wanted to point out, which I both found very interesting. I think this is a newish product from Midori. So they have a one-day, one-page journal, which is 365 pages. It's reasonably thick. Um, you know, I think it's thicker than the Steology one, but it's Midori, so and it's a Midori MD line, so you know it's good. Um, they have a nice perf there in the corner, Mike. I know you would appreciate that. I don't know if you've seen the pictures of those, but that is the cleanest perf. No offense, I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's I'm it's taking. kind of wild looking. 
Um, but yeah, this is an option. It's a very cream color paper, though. So if you don't like the cream color paper of Midori, I happen to like it okay. It's not my favorite, but the paper itself is awesome for like all kinds of pens. And it's 368 pages, and it just it it's got a um, kind of an exposed stitch binding to help it lay flat, which is kind of always key when you have a notebook of of that size. How big is how big is your note? Your is the subtle notebook. How big how many pages is the subtle notebook? Oh my god. a uh, hundred and something. Don't put me on the It's spot more in like its standard traditional A five size though, right? Like it's not some big three hundred page we behemoth. Have... 120 that was right okay so there you go so not too thick at all Mm -hmm. so this is like three times as big like page count wise so if someone's looking for like a month i prefer like the 120 like less than 200 pages is my jam (laughs) like i have two that's i have commitment issues with a 365 page notebook but a lot of people love these so these midori ones are new and um when we found those on stream a lot of people were liking those then corner perforation is interesting they're using the same uh, style that I am mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely smart to just do the straight line mm-hmm. I do because I like rounded corners on the notebook we have a rounded corner edge on the uh, on the perforation and that can be tricky to get just right mm-hmm. it's just one of those things it's it's a straight doing a rounded corner thing is a strange thing I was tr- yeah. they tried to talk me out of it but I, I wasn't having it <laughs> um, but it aesthetically matches Exactly, and and I wouldn't be surprised, Brad, if that is why like, another route like this is very simple. Like, oh, we're going to do straight corners, you know, on this yes. notebook, on this pad. exactly right for so we can have this straight line uh, punch. So yeah, it's pretty wild. So I hadn't I hadn't noticed that before. Last one, and this is somewhere where I don't shop for stationery, but I know a lot of people do, and there's a lot of cool Etsy shops out there. So if you have cool Etsy shops, I'm about to talk about one. If you have cool Etsy shops, you want to email me or or tweet at me. I'd be happy to take a look at them, but this is from a shop called uh, Danica Fifty Eight, and we'll put a link in the in the show notes to make it easier for for you to find. But this is someone who um, basically bulk binds Cosmo Air Light paper, and they have three hundred and eighty four page notebooks in A five, A six, B six, B six slim, B five. So like all these wild sizes in a paper that a lot of people love. Like I wouldn't want that much Cosmo Air light paper because I don't enjoy it that much. Like it's strictly a fountain pen paper for me and I need more variety than that. Same goes for Tomoe River. That's why I don't necessarily use those for my main journals. But if you're interested, like that's a huge bulk assembly Mm. of these notebooks and a lot of people like this the interesting thing was there is another notebook that this seller makes all the paper is called torah next and that's one i need to check out they say it's fountain pen friendly and has some interesting features but i don't know much about it but that's the two papers they bound bind are cosmo or light and torah next and i thought that was interesting so Etsy is another place when you're looking for these highly specific layouts. And I I consider like 400 page, you know, 350 plus page notebooks. <laughs> That's a highly specific thing. I mean, mm-hmm. with Tomoe River Paper, we were spoiled that they all came that way or else they'd look like a thin notebook, right? So now that we don't have that option as frequently, finding these other 
options out there is going to take a little bit of work, a little bit of research. So that's why I took to the wisdom of the crowds and those are the things we came up with. And that might help some other people figure out uh, some of their things. Yeah. Looking for in a notebook. And these are the things that just exist uh, right now. It's not Mm -hmm. taking into account the possibilities of things that may try and move into the space now that tomorrow river is on the way out. I think we're going to see a lot more from Midori, more from Kokuyo, more from... It's Hobonichi um, I have my eye on, man. Yeah, Hobonichi. Like, there's going to be... We're not going to be lacking for options in paper. We never are, and it's going to continue to escalate. Like yeah, I say... Hobonichi like, are big enough that they might, you know... I could imagine them either doing something themselves, but what I think might be more likely is that they partner with... Uh, another manufacturer to create something that will be good for them that this other Mm -hmm. manufacturer could maybe also sell. Yeah, totally. Like, it's a lot... I don't want to say it's a lot easier. Not for someone like Hobonichi. That's a a large capital layout. But you can can try and fail with paper a lot... um, a lot more inexpensively than you can with pens, necessarily, Mm -hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. that's why you see a lot of innovation sometimes. Paper's also... More universal, yeah, and typically as well, you know, because you can make a good paper, but it might not work with all pens. But plus, it's also like it's more of a commodity that Mm -hmm. you're going to use and use up, and then have to replace. Where a pen, you can continue to use the same pen, but you're always going to use a notebook and fill it and replace it. Yes, it it is a if you if you create a product good enough that people want to have around in their lives you have repeat purchase and that's kind of the best kind of business you can be in if you can make something good enough that people want to buy it over and over and over again like yeah that's that's a real thing you know about well yeah i mean well that's the point isn't it really like you create something good enough that people want to keep buying and that's the best kind of business to have because you've put the work in once or you know you might Mm -hmm. revise it but the majority of the work is done once and then you can continue to make money on that product long into the future yeah and that's why i I enjoy talking about paper Uh a lot because the variables are immense and we like those nitty-gritty details whereas the next blackwing volumes release is going to be a paint job and a story like that's cool too like i like that aesthetic but i have the internals right i'm covered on how it works right i may not be covered on what it looks like but there's always this variance in paper and paper manufacturers that's different from a say like a a, a pencil you know like a blackwing volumes edition right mm-hmm. so you know i think it's uh i i find it to be fascinating and difficult uh to get right it, it's a it's a challenge i'm not saying this to say that it's easy none of that means this is easy i'm just saying that there is an ability to experiment more in the paper world, in my opinion, and I like what I see in that world. This episode of The Pen Addict is also brought to you by ExpressVPN. There are so many VPN providers out there, you may have heard of a few of them. Some of you may have even used a VPN before. But there's a reason that I use ExpressVPN, and it's why we have them as a sponsor on the show. It's because they're really good. Here's why. ExpressVPN doesn't log your data. Other VPNs can make money by selling your data to ad companies. You don't want that. And ExpressVPN developed a technology called Trusted Server, which makes it impossible for their servers to log any of your information because that information is just stored in RAM, so it just gets erased. 
Nice and easy. Second, speed. Many VPNs can slow your connection down or make your device feel sluggish. Whenever I use ExpressVPN, I find my internet speeds remain blazing fast multiple times. A lot of the time, actually, one of the things that I use ExpressVPN for is watching video. And you can stream HD quality video with zero lag, even if you're connected to servers thousands of miles away. The last thing that really sets ExpressVPN apart from other VPNs is how easy it is to use. Unlike others, you don't have to input or program anything. You just fire up the app, click one button to connect. It's so easy, your grandparents could use it. And it's not just that me saying this. Wired, The Verge, CNET, and many others, many other tech experts, tech websites, they rate ExpressVPN the number one VPN service in the world. For all of these reasons, it's why I use it. I have it installed on all my devices. Whenever I need it, I can just turn it on. It's super simple. It's there when I need it. It doesn't take up space. It's nice and easy. I love to, to be having access to it whenever I want to either protect myself or whenever I want to say, hey, I'm somewhere else, you know, and, and trick the computer into thinking that I'm in another location so I can get around sometimes silly geo restrictions. So protect yourself with the VPN that I use and trust. Go to expressvpn.com slash penaddict and you'll get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash penaddict. Go there right now and check it out. One last time, expressvpn.com slash penaddict. Go there and learn more. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for the support of the show and Real AFM. Let's hit some Ask TPA today, Mike. We got Sounds a lot of good questions. As good. always, we never get to them all, but... Indeed. You know. The Keep first one will come from Gareth, and Gareth says, I have a cross wanderlust with a fine nib and a converter. When I fill it up, it writes well for a bit, then it stops as if it's run out of ink. When I remove the body to add more ink, I find that it's still three quarters full. If I advance the piston on the converter to expel some of the air, it will start writing again. I have to do this a few times, maybe every quarter or so of the converter before it actually uses all of the ink up. It seems that not enough air is getting in to replace the ink, like vapor lock in an engine. But I could be wrong. What's going on here, and is there a way I can fix it? I don't know for a fact, but I think there's two definite things I would try in this order. Number one do a full cleaning and disassembly of the pen. You may have already done that, depending. Like, I always have to say that because I don't know how people manage, you know, their fountain pens. Some Mm -hmm. people have, like, a single pen and just do, you know, cartridge, run it through, pop in another cartridge, run it through, and you might do that 10 times and never clean it in between. And at some point, you're going to start having performance issues. So I have to say these things um, up front. So if you have not disassembled it and clean it, do that first. Secondly, I would buy a new converter. Like, that's not as cool um, and easy to do. And then you have to spend some more money. I'm not, maybe, like, every company's converters are prone to failure. Like, no one makes, like, the ultimate fountain pen converter. I almost consider them as disposable as refills. And if I have a situation where I know my pen should be flowing well, like, it's clean and everything looks good, and everything's fit correctly, and then I'm just getting some weird performance in there, I will swap the converter out and go to a new one. That's kind of the the two things I, I would look at if it's not that, and then, then we probably have a, a another issue we need to, to look at a little bit further. But uh, I don't even know what that would be. But those, those are step one and step two in that order. I would take, um, yeah, and then after that, I think it's just a you know i i don't know what it could be 
Yeah, uh, obviously, if you don't use the pen very often, it might need a bit of cajoling to get it to start up again. Some pens mm -hmm. need that. But mm -hmm. the way that Gareth described it sounds like it's just as he's writing, it's like just giving out on them. So You made uh, me think of something else. I'd also okay. wonder what, what ink is in there. Um, That's that. Yeah, I was gonna suggest that the ink on the nib could be causing some issues. Like it might, yeah. not, like have you ever dropped the pen? <laughs> right. Sometimes right. that can be a an issue, yes. I suppose. And if you're using a red, orange, or yellow dyed ink, those tend to dry up a little bit quicker or hard start a little bit more than more, you know, traditional blues and blacks mm -hmm. colors, just by the way the ink formulations are. You know that could be an issue. So, mm -hmm. um, that so that would be option number three is try different ink combinations yeah. in there. This so. is one of those trial and error things. Sometimes, if there isn't an obvious reason, like something hasn't happened that you can point to to say, you know, oh, I I think I know why this might be occurring. Uh, it can be a bit of like, all right, you got to change this one variable and see if you have any any, any uh, lasting change. Yep, exactly, Zach asks, lately I've been finding myself liking a certain type of pen and I'm wondering what could fit my criteria. I'm looking for a pocket-sized fountain pen of a clip and a screw-posting cap. I'm aware of the Twisby Mini and the Sailor Pro Gear Slim Mini, but I'd love any other suggestions if you have them. I love the Sailor Pro Gear Mini for this. I think that's a good option because you get a compact when it's closed, a full length when it's open, and a clip. So the and a clip part is always the challenge. Sometimes the screw posting cap is a challenge too. Um, I mean, you can get a Kaveco and add a clip to it, but it's never as reliable. But you mm -hmm. will get a screw posting cap and it will be no. pocket size. Those are not screw posting caps. So Oh, posting. That was on the, I apologize. Yeah, I'm thinking so of that's screw a, cap. Yep. So that's uh, just a, you know, friction posting cap. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The, sh just, yep, 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 the shown designs are a screw post, and they don't, but there's not a clip option. Um, no, I'm, I'm thinking this is going to be a pretty hard question to answer. The combination um, of screw posting and clip. Yeah. That's tricky. That's a challenge. Yeah. Getting both of those in a pen is hard. Because the way screw posting works you end up with generally you know there's there's ways to solve it but generally you end up with a cap that's too far away or the clap the excuse me the cap is not long enough to manage the clip mm -hmm. right so with a screw post i'm getting myself twisted i'm trying to explain this with a friction posting cap mm -hmm. the cap is long and deep because it sleeves over the barrel mm-hmm Right, so you generally don't have a clip in those situations because they get too low, and you know can get in the way of your hand. So the opposite is a screw posting cap, where the cap is shorter because it has to post on the back of the pen and screw on, but the clip is generally visually or technically wants to be longer than the cap because of the design of the cap to fit on a shorter screw post. I don't know if I'm making verbal sense. I know what I mean in my head, <laughs> but there is a there are technical challenges why this isn't a common thing. Mm -hmm. So when you get something like the Pro Gear Slim Mini and see how awesome it is, 
you wonder why everyone doesn't do this. Well, because it's there's some give and take that has to be made when you're designing short caps versus long caps and then adding clips to those things and not affecting other things like writing performance, appearance, or usefulness of the clip. So it's a challenge. Like I, I get that. That's why Zach is looking for the thing because it's not easy. So like I have like a uh, an expensive mini pen with a screw cap and a clip and it's a Mont Blanc Bohème. It's one of the coolest pens ever made, but it's going to be like three, $400 when I bought mine used. But it has a short cap and a short clip, right? There's like a a sacrifice you make to have that screw on the back of the pen because it wouldn't functionally work otherwise. So it's a challenge. If anyone has any other suggestions, uh, let me know. I'm sure we're forgetting some, but there's a reason why that's just not a default option. David asks, My office, which I haven't been to in over a year, was recently moved without my assistance. <laughs> I later retrieved the desk <laughs> contents. I've had this happen to me and discovered that my Lamy All-Star had gone missing. Sorry, but I'm team All-Star. David, maybe, End maybe of did you a favor, you know? Uh, Ooh. <laughs> I have plenty of other pens, so I'm not desperate to replace it, but I'm thinking about it. I'd like to stay in the Safari or AL-Star price range. I still have a Lamy 2000, though, so I don't feel like I owe it to Lamy to buy another AL-Star. Here are the alternatives I see. Replace it with another AL Star, or maybe even a Safari. Replace it with a pen in the same price range from a different manufacturer, or hold off until I see something that I really want, even if it costs more. In other words, I don't want to replace it just to replace it. What are your thoughts? You want to take a crack first? I have an answer. Oh Well, I mean, I have my answer, and it's not yeah, definitive, but you want to go. I don't know if it is particularly... Uh, surprising or intriguing, to be eco. Mm-hmm. I think would be what I would recommend. It's a great pen, very different to Alami Safari, but in the same kind of. Um, I can't think of a better word, so I'm just going to say milieu. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> milieu. It was the best Pri- I could do. Yeah, price range, price range, usability, functionality, feel, all this material things. milieu. Um, like it's not precious, but if with a uh, Twisby Eco, you are getting a different type of pen. You're getting a piston filler, mm-hmm. and so I recommend that because it's fun and they're demonstrators, and you can get them in a bunch of really great colors now. So I would recommend a Twisby Eco. So that'd be my number two choice. Okay, uh, my first choice would to be be to buy another All Star. There is something, even even though that's the wrong decision. I mean, Safari, obviously, but if you're an All Star fan, like it's okay for David to be an AL Star fan. I, I call them both. Don't send me your emails. Anna's the only one I will give real grief about choosing it because there's something about using those Lamis and those molded grips if they work for you the way those work with those nibs that they have mm-hmm. and if you like those like steel firm but still kind of wet nibs i thoroughly enjoy whenever i pick up a safari it puts a smile on my face i'm go like oh yeah this is why this is a good pen and if you like the al star like i say replace it that's my number one my number two pick is the twisby eco um you will have to if you don't already use a converter you know you're gonna have to get a bottle of ink for that i don't know 
if that works for your office or the way you have things set up. So that is a consideration. Mm -hmm. Outside of that, if you wanted to get something that costs more, I'm still thinking about Lamy's and thinking about like a Lamy studio, even though it is a completely different feel. It has a cylindrical grip section as opposed to a molded grip section. So it's round. Um, yeah, I mean, and it's I would a different say feel. If you want, I'm going with the All Star. I'd say if you want to bump up in price range, look at other other brands. I would say, sure, sure. Then that if if we're bumping up from here, like the the All Star is so good and the Eco is so good, I'm probably moving straight into like a triple digit type of pin because I th- I just think you replace it because it's that good and it's it is mm-hmm. to me it is that enjoyable to write with. I really believe that about the safaris, and that's why I love them so much and talk about them all the time, even though they are absolutely not for everyone because of how they're built. Yeah, I still kind of don't understand that mid-range Lamy pen. Like For me, like I, I, I don't know what I'm personally supposed to get out of that experience <laughs> that I can't get from an Aelstar or safari. Um, that, we could do a whole show... On Lamy's mid-range pens, like the Lamy two thousand is fantastic if you get a good one. <laughs> that's an important. <laughs> I'm not part. even. I, I'm considering below that. Yeah, like, I know. That's, I, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like end. at the top, yeah. at the very top, that's fantastic. And their their entry pens, Safari mm. and Aosa, are also fantastic. But like Studio and all those other ones that they have, their they have mid-range like a, is a yeah. nightmare. I don't. I think they're just I don't get it. missing out. Yeah, I don't. I don't really get it. Like. Even the Vista, the Vista I don't understand. Uh, like, I don't know why they need to brand a clear version of the Safari, a different <laughs> thing anyway. But Mike, like, you'd be shocked to know that I have thoughts on this. Yeah, Logo, CP1, I don't get them. Studio, Ion. It, 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 it's, it's, a, it's a problem. That don't make I, sense to me. I, I, know I, why, I know why Safari makes them, because they can just fill out a... Uh, shelf space in a store with them. Like, I get it, you know. But at the same time, I feel like there's a missed opportunity. <laughs> you know hire where I stand. Him. <laughs> you know I mean? I'll say there's leaving so much on the table, it I it frustrates me because mm-hmm. I love them so, so much. I genuinely love Lamy. We both do. All right, that's about going to do it for this episode of The Pen Addict. I'll be back in two weeks. Brad will be back next week. In the meantime, you can follow us online. You can go to Dowdyism on Twitter. That's where you find Brad, and he is Pen Addict on Instagram. Tuesdays, Thursdays, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, twitch.tv slash penaddict. You can find Brad streaming. That's at least Tuesdays and Thursdays. Brad's been Tuesdays on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Today. I went ahead and added the post-podcast show to the schedule. So Wednesday's 11.30. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, I apologize. I'm going to bump into you tomorrow. Oh, I don't I'm, care. I'm streaming tomorrow. I'm just letting you know in advance because I don't want you yeah, to... No I'm saying it now because if I don't say it now, when I when I go live, you'll start cussing me out. So now oh, if I'm I gonna tell you... I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, no, but, no. Now I, but, so, but now podcast listeners know that I at least told you in advance... <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to be streaming tomorrow, ten thirty so, Eastern. So here's the here's the play. Mm-hmm. So you have Twitch apps, and you have Twitch in the browser, mm-hmm. and you have a lot of devices. You can at least get two Twitch screens up. People do saying. this anyway. 
Like I see yeah. uh, people let me like I can't do it, but I people do. have multiple things going. Maybe you can <laughs> like you know people can see if we'll start to sync up. You know, <laughs> I'm quiet a lot in my streams because I'm doing stuff. Yours yeah, are more yeah. talking than mine. Uh, so yeah, you can check us up both out. We we both really enjoy streaming, so you can yes. check us both out. Uh, thank you so much to ExpressVPN, Squarespace, and Penchalet for the support of this episode. And most of all, thank you for listening. And we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.